he he still won't walk on his own like he's taken a few steps like like so jill and i will sit you know five feet apart or something like that and like put him halfway and then he'll like stumble the rest of the way to the other person um but he won't do that on his own like just walking around like he's holding on to something like cruising on the furniture or holding on to a hand it but he does like that proper very degree adeptly. of caution <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i agree i totally agree. i mean you know when when so. crawling is so efficient why walk you know well but the thing is well yeah it's yeah, he manipulates us so he walks but it's us holding his hand <laughs> so that he can walk around <laughs> And so if you can do that, again, the logic is the same, though. If I can yeah. make this person, like... This kid sounds super smart to me. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like you've created a little yeah. bad genius. All right. Let's uh, get this party started. Boy, what a party it is. Oh, that was great. Uh, Pacer action. This is rough. Okay. Yeah, not our best work. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi weekly Pacers podcast. Today is November 21st, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, (laughs) and this is episode 550. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm your host this week, Jason Triplett, and hopefully this is the last week, because I can't read these intros. This show, (laughs) we're discussing a one in three week in Pacer Nation, including games against New York, Detroit, Charlotte, and New Orleans. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, back in Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Unabeatables? Uh, yeah, since we haven't had Joey on, I realized that there was nobody representing Indiana, so I had to come back mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. hold down the fort. Uh, it's also Thanksgiving soon, so shout out. Shout out. Shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Strangers shouting out the Lopez twins today? Oh, really? Yeah. They were on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It made me laugh. Yeah. Mm. Turns out they're kind of funny. Yeah. I've not I've not heard that episode, but uh, I've, I've heard they're kind of funny as well. Mm-hmm. So, give it a shot. All Aren't right. the Lopez brother ones the ones that have, like, uh, started uh, fights with all the mascots? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of them, I think, has a feud with all of the mascots. Okay. Is that Robin? Robin? I think Robin's probably They're the identical. wacky one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Robin's like the, uh, he's got the crazy hair, right? Right. He's the sideshow Bob. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Uh, before we start the show, just want to remind you folks that this show is brought to you by you. Uh, you can support us by heading over to patreon.com slash the undefeatables and uh, subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. You can do, we also have five and ten dollar levels, which get you uh, koozies and or uh, secret gifts from Colson. That sounded uh, creepier than it should have. <laughs> wow. but, uh, no, just the right amount of creepy. Okay, right now. We're going to start dropping the the patreon all right so, uh, <laughs> show up at their house <laughs> with my secret gifts you guys better start giving us money or colson will start sending you creepy gifts yeah, yeah. that's what it is just turn this thing around and start start extorting our listeners right. all right uh rough rough week in pacer land Ooh. after all of the, our exuberance uh last week by the time the pod came out on Thursday, uh, Pacer Nation was very mad at us. Uh, <laughs> Monday, uh, November 15th, the Pacers traveled to New York, lose to the Knicks 92-84, to put up a stellar 10 points in all of the fourth quarter in that game, uh, and lost to a not-good Knicks team. Uh, Sabonis put up 21 and 15 rebounds. Brogdon had eight, or sorry, 22 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Uh, Wednesday, the team travels to Detroit, looking for a bounce back game, uh, but decide to drop this one to the lowly Pistons, 97 to 89. Uh, the Pacers in this one uh, scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, but only 10 in the final 10:33 of the game. So, it's an uptick, uh, though. Slight. <laughs> very slight uptick. Brogdon had 20. Lavert had 18. For Detroit, Corey Joseph, former Pacer, Corey Joseph, showing us no leniency, dropping 18 uh, and grabbing five boards along the way. Very and bitter. We'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is he so mm-hmm. mad at us? I thought he had a nice couple of years with now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you guys do to me? <laughs> He went to Sacramento and then Detroit. Not cool, oh, bro. Good call. Yeah, he had he had some key shots on the stretch and ugh. Break break my heart, Corey. No. Uh Friday, uh, November nineteenth, the Pacers travel to Charlotte. Uh try to get some some revenge. Uh they lose this one one twenty one to one eighteen, which when I saw the score uh the next morning, I was like, Wait, what? We had a we had a chance to tie this game at the end because uh, we were down 15 to 20 most of the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell asleep on the couch. So right uh, thing to do. <laughs> and yeah, it turned out we were down by 17 with, you know, even four minutes left and somehow rallied to within three and got a shot off that could have tied it. I sort of got a shot off. The uh, <laughs> starters did horribly in this one. The bench I got tons of minutes, scored 70 or 78 points or something in this game, led by Jeremy Lamb, who dropped 23, uh, and Torrey Craig had 14 and 7 rebounds. Once again, uh, LaMelo Ball just torched us, uh, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. We cannot solve the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, And then Saturday, uh, November 20th, the Pacers come back home to the Fieldhouse and get a gift in the form of the New Orleans Pelicans and roast them 111 to 94. Led this game wire to wire up by 30 
at some point in this game. Uh, Sabonis, 20 and 10, uh, and six dimes. Miles Turner had a good game. Uh, not scoring-wise, but rebound-wise. 11 points, nine rebounds. One of those was a put-back dunk that I assume was in the uh, top 10, play ESPN top 10 or something like that. But uh, All right, Colson, we had turned a proverbial corner last week, according to you, <laughs> or the prior week, according to you. What happened? What, what's, what's going on this week? Oh, God. We were not... I mean, we, we were talking about sweeping this week based on the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the very least, going three and one. And uh, this is just brutal. Um, our offense doesn't look very good. I mean, okay... Everything I'm going to say is not true for the Pelicans game. <laughs> the ball zipped around. We've embarrassed the Pelicans. But the rest of the week, I just was unimpressed with our kind of offensive uh, organization. I was upset with our defensive intensity. I was upset with our rebounding. Um, I I don't know. I think, you know, Carlisle said after the, uh, I, you know, so I guess he sat... He said all the starters in the middle after the in the middle of the third through the rest of the game in the uh, Charlotte game, and that's mm-hmm. how we got back into it and that sort of thing. Um, but he said I blame myself for this because it's my job to put together the the players that are going to start and get them ready to play, and I'm clearly not doing that. Um, which was nice of him to say, but that means our not starters if you're a are starter. It's a very straightforward way of saying, I will bench you all. Yes, which he did. Uh, and good for him. Um, uh, Miles Turner called it a wake-up call. I don't really know if that's true or not. We, You're right, we got this gift from the Pelicans. I don't know if we're better. I mean, we should be beating Detroit, even if it's in Detroit. We should be beating the Knicks. We just should be. If we, you know, I don't know. I'm fairly angry. <laughs> <laughs> Harper, yeah. what did you see? Uh, I mean, the first couple games, I mean, Carlisle talked a lot about defense this week, but the first couple games we held teams in the 90s. I mean, you mm-hmm. you hold an NBA team under 100 points, you're doing something right. That's um, true. Mm-hmm. We were right there in rebounding. We didn't win the rebounding battle, but we were right there in rebounding. But if you can't get out of the 80s on scoring, you're, you're going to lose a lot unless you're playing the 2005 Pistons. And mm-hmm. this ain't them, right? Um Three-point shooting was terrible. We looked tired. I mean, I, I don't know, seven of our eight, last eight on the road or something. It, it, it's definitely been a long haul, uh, but you just you got to do better than that. Um, obviously, it, you know, sometimes the shots don't go down, but you got to make up for that by, you know, manufacturing points at the rim, getting yourself to the line. Just You, you got to do the little veteran things that are going to get you over the hump. Um and then, of, of course, coming home against the Pelicans. I mean, uh, you know, everything was great in that game. You know, yeah, it is yeah. it is great to be home. The guys are clearly happy to be home. The good news is, I think we've got like ten of the next twelve on the on the home court, something like that. So we can certainly right some wrongs. Um, but you know, a lot of this is just guys need to see the see the shots go down. Um, you know, for the most part, I I do think that these guys have been playing pretty good D. Um, but teams have seen our scouting report now and they know where we like to shoot the ball from and they're taking some of that stuff away. So, Yeah, you know, you're right that you've got to be able to score more than 10 points in a quarter, any quarter. 
Um, but the fact that it's happening in the fourth is <laughs> very frustrating in, in those first two losses. And, you know, what would have been the case probably in that Charlotte game if it hadn't been for our bench being in? Um, hey, it's not the third anymore. I mean, I know we're kind of playing whack-a-mole here, but... You know. <laughs> That's true. The thirds are getting way better. Yeah. I mean, the disappointing this week thing this week, obviously, is the, the reaction or lack thereof to the the prior game like so i can kind of understand if you go to new york and you know thibodeau made a a conscientious effort in that game to win that game by defense Mm -hmm. kimball walker was eating us alive and he ended up playing only 20 minutes because thibodeau saw something and was like no we're just going to clamp these guys down defensively and it worked i mean they they murdered us um and so you say, okay, well, that that was rough. We we couldn't get shots to go. We couldn't really even create clean shots down the stretch, honestly, in that game. And then you come to the Detroit game, and basically it's like, uh, you know, the same game on repeat when it mm-hmm. comes down the stretch. Detroit picks up their, their defensive intensity uh, in the fourth quarter, and, and we did not respond at all. Mm-hmm. That game, I don't even know if defensively we were that sharp, especially down the stretch. I thought we gave away. I mean, they were better defensively. Easy looks. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Um, we were what up six going into the fourth on that game. Is that right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we were up by six. Yeah, early in the fourth. Yeah. I felt like this it thing, was we were tied gonna, going into the fourth, basically. I felt like we were going to run away with this thing because, like, Detroit's one of the youngest teams in the league, and I'm like, well, we're definitely going to be able to, you know, out veteran them down the stretch, and we and Corey Joseph and Jeremy Grant just took it to us. Yeah, we maybe got a little bit unlucky with that matchup. They knew that they had a really tough stretch coming up. <laughs> Their next six games were Golden State, Lakers, Heat, Bucks, Clippers, Lakers trailblazers sons they knew they kind of had to get one so they mm. were a little extra motivated but i mean obviously this is a this is a team that you gotta beat sure yeah and uh, okay so you get out competed by a, a team of 20 year olds on a wednesday night in an empty stadium i mean that's it's hard to play and that like you could hear a pin drop inside that stadium even when detroit was like winning like um so that's kind of hard to get your energy up that's fine okay then you go to charlotte and I mean, I, I I put this in our Slack. Like, Charlotte made us look like a college team for you long know, stretches, long stretches, long long stretches. And it wasn't like they were just hitting tough shots or like being, um, you know, uber uber good offensively. Like, they were just getting wide open looks. Just, they were getting anything up. they wanted. Good crisp basketball um, offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we, we did nothing steps, to stop it. Yeah, two steps oh, yeah. slow. And uh, you know, kudos to to Carlisle. I think that was the right move. To just those guys weren't playing hard. Like get them out of there. And you know, the bench. You know, definitely. I, I guess I, I obviously fell asleep and missed the four <laughs> minute uh, craziness at the end. Like, but you know, they had slightly more success in the stretch that I saw basically. But. Yeah, they had, they had a ton more, but, uh, you know, we, we earned ourselves a chance to tie the game, and, you know, we've got Keelan Martin out there who's on three-point line. We've got no time on the clock. He tries to draw a foul. It doesn't happen. He kicks it out. It, obviously, it was a bad possession, right? And that's the risk that you run by 
by having your bench in there when it's time to go tie up a game. They ever, absolutely deserve to be out there because we right. never should have been there. Um, but right. unfortunately, you know, those guys were not able to create the look that we needed to win that game. Yeah, they asked Carlisle about that, and he's like, yeah, I was never going to take those guys out. No. There was no way I was going to do that. They got, they'd gotten us back in this game. They were the ones playing hard. It was their and, game. Uh, they deserved to be on the yeah, floor. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brad Wanamaker looked, you know, like he gave a shit. Tori Craig looked like he gave a shit. I mean, these guys were Goga. Goga's earning himself some minutes. Um, and, you know, um, I, I don't know. They probably should be seeing more minutes <laughs> than they are. Not that they're great basketball players, but they got a lot more right. energy. I mean, I'd like to see our our starting five or crunch time five like get their act together. <laughs> also, you know, would be, I mean? that would like, be great. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating, especially watching Charlotte dial us up the way that they did. Is that's the kind of offense we were playing early in the season? Sure, we couldn't play a lick of defense, but yeah. offensively, we were just running. <laughs> I mean, we were destroying teams. And, and I don't know if maybe we're just not in a good enough shape to play that way and play defense. I, 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 I don't know. I know the road trips are long and hard, but I, it, it was an ugly, ugly week. Well, that seems to be the problem, right? Like, we can't play offense and defense. We can get one or two of, one of the two. <laughs> we can't – we haven't really Except figured out – Except maybe that a short game where we went over to. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man! Yeah, it's definitely a a, a, a dilly of a pickle here, right? Because uh, one of the themes that, uh, especially Quinn Buckner, has been sort of on this last week or whatever is sort of how the offense uh, has been flowing or not flowing with Karis LeVert on and off the floor. Basically, which gets to something that you brought up in the preseason, Colson, about him being a ball stopper and and really needing the ball in his hands to go one on one. <clears throat> the first few games that he came back, this was a real asset because you know we're like, okay, we need a we need a bucket. Let's clear out, give Kara some room. Right. <clears throat> but it seems like at least against some of these teams where we want to play more up tempo and get. Uh, action going against a, a not fully set defense and sort of keep them in a scramble mode that he or when the ball gets swung to him it, it sort of stops and allows the, the other team's defense to reset and they can focus uh, attention elsewhere is that something that you're seeing or are you concerned about this or yeah I really felt you know you know we talked about how the the play was uh get out of the way for Karis Levert you know let's draw that up but I also thought in those first few games he was was a uh, a more willing and uh passer or maybe maybe just making a quicker decision to pass you mm-hmm. see a lot of that sort of crossover feel the pick out not sure what he's gonna do and then take a step back three um you know there seems to be a lot of that as part of his offensive game right now instead of moving without the ball and trying to get to the basket, stuff like that. Um, he's an incredibly talented offensive player, but it's, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really seem to be working to our advantage at this point, uh, at least not right now. I'm not saying that it can't, and I'm not saying that Carlisle can't figure it out. I mean, he's clearly working on stuff. Like this Pelicans game, uh, the rookie Chris Duarte came off the bench, and 
you know, it seemed it seems that he really likes having um, TJ McConnell and Duarte on the floor at the same time because they both um, are good passers and, and pesky defenders, I think. Um, maybe there's a little bit more offense there than a, than a Justin Holiday, although, you know, he's shooting the ball well. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure Kyler has it figured out yet. Um, I certainly don't. <laughs> okay. No, me either. I'm, I'm starting to feel like it's just as Miles Turner goes, so goes, so goes this team. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Expand on that, like offensively, defensively, or both. I mean, kind of all of the above, right? I mean, he just didn't have a very mm. good week. I mean, he's not the only guy, clearly, uh, but didn't have a very good week outside of the the Pelicans game. Not a huge numbers mm. game for him, uh, but he did a great job, you know, crashing the glass. He had the big highlight real play. Uh, his energy certainly does seem to ignite a lot for this team. Uh, so when he's there and engaged and playing well, uh, we just seem a lot more likely to play well and get a W. You know, you're yeah, right. So Cause you kind of, the, ex- <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say in the, in the road game. So New York, uh, uh, Detroit and, and Charlotte combined, uh, miles Turner scored 13 points. That's mm. not very many points. It's not very yeah. many points. You know, you, you sort of with, Sabonis and Brogdon, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? You're going to get between 15 and 22 points from both of them. You're going to get, you know, 10 to 15 rebounds from Sabonis, and you're going to get 6 to 12 assists from Brogdon, right? I mean, you just kind of you can pencil those things in. Um, but it's, it's yeah, you might be right. It's, it's, if, if, if Miles Turner can be that difference maker on both ends as that third cog, um we tend to win. Yes. Or at least we're competing. Yeah. In this game, I think, right? For sure. I mean, plenty, plenty for these guys to, you know, look at on tape and improve at. I mean, the big things probably just getting back to winning some of these rebound battles and uh, finding ways to take good three point shots is um, really, really tough week from us behind, behind arc as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but some of that's a, about quality looks, you know. Yeah, certainly. But to me, the the bigger theme this week was sort of, uh, yeah, the energy, effort, hustle. Like we weren't getting a lot of the fifty fifty balls. We weren't doing a, a I mean, we weren't getting uh, lambasted on the boards like we have in the past. But it's we weren't winning the rebounding battles. And it's like been a key to our success so far this season, right? Right. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. Well, and, and I think, you know, even if we'd gone two and two, right, would, would make us feel a little bit better. Not necessarily. Like, I, these, uh, you know, I thought these losses were pretty disheartening. I mean, it's these, it's these, you know, tripping down the stretch against bad teams. It's this, you know, having to bench the whole starting lineup because they're not playing hard enough. Like, that's scary stuff, it's right? Great. <laughs> it's not great, but, you know, like... These things do happen. Sure. Like, I feel like the, a game like that has happened in every Pacer season that I've ever watched. <laughs> like, like the starters just or what? Everybody's hungover and it just isn't clicking. Exactly. And, like or whatever. Not tonight, coach. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And so, so let's give the guys who don't get very much burned yeah. some time, right? Exactly. I mean, it's the context of it that makes it especially alarming this time. Is like. You know, coming off of a, a loss against Detroit yeah. where everybody 
everybody on that team knows that they should have won that game. Right. And then to come out the next night and just be completely I flat. Laid an and, egg. Yeah, exactly. Um, and not responding to yeah, I mean, they started the game out okay. I mean, they um, rallied and tied it to at 37, and then Charlotte called a timeout and came out of that and just put their foot on our neck for like the rest of the game basically um so yeah so we'll see i don't know it's a long season yeah i I hope that the the sort of you know last week you did a good job convincing me at least that sort of the trends are going in the right direction for this team i mean yeah that is still the case that um you know I'm assuming the offense this has, is has cratered, <laughs> but I, you know, one of the things that I was worried about at the beginning of the season was I felt like we were just getting out toughed in that first week and a half or two weeks, just like we had all of last season, you know, mm-hmm. and then I felt mm-hmm. like the, 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 the proverbial corner, the turnaround was that we were starting to play a little bit tougher, starting to, you know, hit the other guy in the mouth, play some defense and, uh, I thought we got out tough uh, all week, you know, so that that's concerning. Yep. Yeah. Well, it let's is. see if the boys can uh, rebound this week. It's going to be a tougher week competition-wise, at least on paper. Uh, but we are entering, as Harper mentioned, a, a nice, juicy home heavy stretch here. I think it's, yeah, what is it, 10 of the next 12? 12, 12, and I then uh, we are quickly entering the december to remember which has a ton of home games so hopefully we can make up some ground uh this week we start out on the road though uh monday at chicago who is playing some really good ball this year uh wednesday hosting the los angeles lakers uh who are mediocre but still have all of the talents uh friday hosting the toronto raptors who seem to have our number this year. And then Sunday, hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Jeez. (laughs) (sighs) So we're just hoping for a one in three week? Is that what we're going for? I think we can do two and two. So you want to beat the Lakers in Toronto? Or you 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 want to take out Chicago? I think we can take Chicago and uh toronto we get yeah. we need to get some t- revenge on toronto i mean after this after that week we just had i think we can make three and one out of that either the lakers or mm. the bucks i mean the reality is that on the road this year we're two and nine right <laughs> that's yeah. mm. been the bulk of our problem so yeah. we got three games at home this week i mean we just we gotta just win some games Start winning our home games I mean, we are uh, doing well at home, right? I mean, yeah, we're you know we're we're, we're five and two. Uh, we just yeah. we, it's just that we've had eleven on the road and have played terribly out there. So <laughs> I think coming home is is going to help us fix a lot of these problems. And uh, you know, three and one's ambitious, but you gotta you know, Jason, like you said, we didn't respond very well last week, so we're gonna have to make it up this week by responding much better. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, sleeping in your own bed, well. Maybe that's the secret to success. I mean, th- it was a very long road trip with like one home game in between, like two long r- road stretches, right? Mm-hmm. They've essentially been on the road for two weeks. Yeah. 
which we talked about in preseason. That was going to be a tough stretch, but yeah. I think it ended up being tough even for them. tougher than we thought. <laughs> yeah. so. All right, well, uh, we will be back with you on Thursday uh, to give you some information that's probably um, completely outdated by mm-hmm. then. But because we'll have gone, that's... we'll have gone uh, three and that's one by remote. the time or whatever. Yeah, uh, and so between now and then, we want to thank you uh, for listening, and you can keep in touch uh, and tell us how wrong we are uh, on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables, uh, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. There's a contact form on our website, which is TheUndebeatables.com, or you can email us, uh, shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. Uh, there is one t-shirt on that website that is that needs to be bought and it's you know we're coming up on the holiday season and there's you know you have probably been looking to buy your uh loved ones uh their favorite gifts but supply chain it's right amazon's not gonna get it there in time i can guarantee you we have this one (laughs) t-shirt It is in the United States. It's not on a shipping. It's not on a barge off the <laughs> the coast of California. It's it's here. It's in the bottom of Joey's closet, which <laughs> now is covered with diapers. It might take a while to fish out, but it's not going to be a you know a three month backlog. For the architect Dottie Walsh, and our once and always coach Bobby Sicklitter. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> it's gonna like fundamentally change our outro when i buy that t-shirt mm. <laughs> i'm i'm i'm, I'm ready Colson to start des- promised a new printing i'm ready so. to start designing the new one i'm ready to do it we gotta do because because what, what what am i gonna do if we don't say we have t-shirts i won't know when to sing i have to get us more t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> might just be the end of the show i don't know yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) time to retire we're out of (laughs) t-shirts mission accomplished it's what it was all for (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've just been waiting to retire just this last t-shirt we can all just retire been one t-shirt away for so long (laughs) Yeah. I love how like this whole podcast is a pyramid scheme to sell t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, really, really poorly. Right. Made all that money on those t-shirts, didn't we? Woo, watch out. Time to cash out. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to mention their $5,000 t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You have to join a cult to get the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>